Today is Tuesday, October 5th, 2021. Welcome into Dirt Tracker Daily. I'm Justin Fiedler. Coming up, we hit on the big points from the dirt racing weekend that was, plus talk about Super Dirt Week opening up and a bunch more. Before we get going, if you'd like a free and easy way to support what I'm doing, you can uh, subscribe and follow the show and leave me a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you watch or listen. You can also follow at Dirt Tracker on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. And DirtTracker.com is home to a bunch of cool dirt racing content. Now let's get going. Apologies for there not being a Monday edition of The Daily Show. I was hopeful on Sunday that we'd get the cup race in at Talladega, but the rainout certainly spoiled my plans. And with the early start yesterday, I thought maybe we could get something done when I got home. But again, the rain into that too. I got home just a little bit too late. So here we are back on a Tuesday to talk about everything dirt racing from the weekend. Normally on the Monday shows, I kind of try and run you through most of the big stuff that happened through the weekend and provide some context and insight without kind of going too recappy and just talking about what happened lap by lap. Since we are yet another day removed from the weekend on this Tuesday, I'm going to do even less of that today. Instead, I'm just going to kind of hit on some of the bigger points and where things stand as of this Tuesday. The biggest race of the weekend was definitely the National Open for the World of Outlaws at Williams Grove. After Kyle Larson's dominating win on Friday night, the possible triple crown was in play on Saturday night, but in the end, we didn't get to see Young Money capture the Kings Royal, Knoxville Nationals, and National Open all in one season. Instead, it was Carson Macedo bagging the biggest win of his career and taking home the $75,000. The big difference for Larson was his heat race from Friday night to Saturday. A 7th to 2nd run on Friday put him in the dash, whereas Saturday he could only manage a 7th to 4th run. With as tough as it is, to pass at the Grove, winning from ter- uh, 13th on the grid was going to be a tall task. He eventually finished 8th on the night. As for Macedo, he started 6th and just hung around in the top 5 all race long. Early leader Brent Marks spinning out certainly helped his cause, as did the lap traffic. He led the final 5 laps en route to the win, topping Logan Schuhart and Sheldon Huddenshield. After winning just a single race in 2020, Macedo now has 10 outlaw wins in 2021. 2020 was a season with dramatically less races than is normal thanks to COVID, but we had no triple digit, uh, no triple digit, no double digit winners last year. This season, we have three in Brad Sweet, David Gravel, and Macedo, and we could potentially have four if Hoddenshield could bag two more wins. He's currently sitting on eight right now. I said back on Friday that I thought Macedo could get it done for the big money, and he certainly did. Uh, Philip Dietz had that car definitely tuned up for the win. As for the outlaw points battle, this was probably the last weekend for David Gravel to really make a big charge for the championship, especially with Sweet's historical lack of performance at the Grove. Sweet certainly did his part, needing a provisional to start Friday's feature and ending up with finishes of 15th and 10th on the weekend. It was just the seventh time Brad Sweet has been in a last chance showdown over the last 276 outlaw races in the DirtTracker.com analytics database. Sweet's last LCS appearance was at Knoxville back in June, and I believe the last time he needed a provisional was at Lake Ozark on May 29th of 2020. Definitely been a long time since you've seen that from Brad Sweet. Unfortunately for Gravel, though, mechanical issues on Friday night left him with a 25th place finish, and his 5th place result on Saturday didn't make up for the points lost the night before. So what was 120 uh, points before the Grove is now 128 with just 7 features left. That's 64 positions between the two, or a little more than 9 positions per race. The National Open may have been the final nail for Sweet and the KKR 49 this season. If you're a Posse fan, it wasn't a terrible weekend, but it wasn't a great weekend either. Anthony Macri was the only driver to finish top 5 both nights with two fourth place finishes. 
Brent Marks led laps on Saturday before that spin in lap traffic, which was a bit of an uncharacteristic mistake for Marks. Lance DeWeese also had two top 10s, but was never really a factor. The Outlaws are sticking around Pennsylvania this week with Port Royal on tap both Friday and Saturday. In the battle for the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series Championship, Tim McCready took two more big steps towards his first series title over the weekend with the Friday night win at Raceway 7 in Ohio, followed by a third-place finish on Saturday in the Pittsburgher 100. With just four features left in 2021, McCready's lead over Hudson O'Neill has grown to a very comfortable 400 points. With about six points per, uh, per position on average through the field, McCready and O'Neill are separated by nearly 67 spots. We're basically at the point here with Lucas that all McCready needs to do is show up over the final weeks to take down this title. For O'Neill, though, He's taken a huge leap this season to become one of the contenders in dirt late model racing. Several big wins through the year and fighting down the stretch for this championship shows that the future is bright for the young Indiana driver. His Saturday night run at the Pittsburgher may have been one of his most impressive drives of the year. After finishing fifth in his heat, he won the B-Main to transfer into the feature. He then drove from 17th to the win, leading the final eight laps and stealing the victory from a rejuvenated Earl Pearson Jr. It was O'Neill's sixth Lucas win of 2021, and only Tyler Erb has more on the season. Speaking of EPJ, he's been a different driver since partnering up with Jason Papich. In their first eight races together, they're averaging just a tick higher than a sixth place finish and have six top tens. EPJ was third on Friday night and had to settle for second on Saturday after leading the first 92 laps. With this momentum, I would not be surprised to see him get a win before the year is over. Lucas is in action this weekend with stops at Smoky Mountain, Dixie, and Rome. And with the Outlaws, the championship is officially done with weekend finishes of 2nd and 6th at Cherokee and Sonoya. Brandon Shepard and Rocket Racing are the 2021 Ward of Outlaws Late Model Series champions. It was a solid season for Chris Madden, but his lack of wins and Shepard's insane consistency through the summer were just too much to overcome. Brandon Overton kept his Cherokee dominance alive on Friday night, leading the final 15 laps and topping Bishop and early leader Dalton Wilson. And on Saturday night at Sonoya, just days after announcing a new ride going forward, Ashton Winger added to his 2021 win total with a flag-to-flag -flag win, which is his third career outlaw victory. He's taking over for GR uh, Smith coming up. Uh, with just world finals left, there isn't too much to decide now for the outlaws. Tyler Bruning will be the leading rookie, and the only position in the top 10 in question is fourth right now between Ricky Weiss and Dennis Erb Jr. Side note, Brandon Shepard now has 28 straight top 10 finishes. That's the most of any driver in the country not, uh, right now. World Finals kicks off on Thursday, November 4th. With the USAC National Sprint Cars over the weekend, we basically had status quo in the chase for the championship. After races at Terre Haute and Lawrenceburg, Brady Bacon's lead is still 64 over Kevin Thomas Jr. It was 71 entering the weekend, so KTJ did make up a few points, uh, but he'll have to do a lot more than that over the final two weekends to really put pressure on Bacon. On Friday night at Terre Haute, it was Chris Windham ending his 24-race winless streak and matching Jack Hewitt and Gary Bettenhausen with the most wins ever at the action track with eight. He topped Jake Swanson and Robert Ballou. Swanson has been fast so many times this season. He's led 88 laps, uh, but he hasn't quite been able to get over the hump and get that win. I'm a little surprised by that, honestly. And Ballou looked early on in 2021 like he could contend for the championship. But since Plymouth in July, his results have been really mixed and he's fallen to eighth in the standings. 
On Saturday night at the Berg, Kevin Thomas Jr. took advantage of late issues for Emerson Axum to earn his series-best eighth win of the season. He led the final four laps, topping Wyndham and Tanner Thorson. Axum led the first 26 laps but lost a right rear tire late, which relegated him to a 17th place result. Since taking over the 39 BC Sprint Car for Clawson Marshall, Axum has been really fast, but he just hasn't been able to get the finishes. I definitely think he's one of the most impressive young drivers in the country with what he's done in the midget and the sprint car this season. He won't end up with a chance at the USAC midget title, but him keeping pace with Wyndham and Buddy Kofoid here lately has been really fun to watch. The sprint cars go quiet for the rest of October, and they will close out their 2021 season with weekends at Paris Auto Speedway and Arizona Speedway in November. If you're in need of a dirt racing fix this week, keep an eye on the Northeast as Super Dirt Week kicks off tonight for the Super Dirt Car Series. They take on Brewerton Speedway for the Demon 100 before action shifts to Oswego for the rest of the week. At Oswego, you'll see the Super Dirt Car Series plus Dirt Car 358s, Sportsman, and Pro Stocks. The week culminates with the Billy Whitaker Cars 200 on Sunday that will pay $50,000 to the winner. Since the event moved to Oswego, we've had four different Super Dirt Week winners. Uh, they are Stuart Friesen, Matt Shepard, Larry White, and Matt Williamson. Shepard is also currently the Super Dirt Car Series points leader by 136 over Billy Decker. Keep an eye on Dirt Vision and the Super Dirt Week social media all week long as things kick off Wednesday with a parade through town for the competitors. There are also practice sessions, qualifying, and a whole lot more to watch. Uh, we'll keep you updated on everything going on with Super Dirt Week as things continue. Before we shut it down for today, a little bit of event news. The weather-plagued Flow Racing and Night in America late model series keeps the theme alive this week. Thursday's race at Tri-County Racetrack has been postponed to October 28th because of wet weather. Next up for that series is a trip to Volunteer Speedway on October 12th. Three races still remain for that series with Jonathan Davenport leading the standings. There are four shows on the streaming schedule for today, including the Super, uh, Super Dirt Car Series at Brewerton on Dirt Vision, weekly action from Millbridge, there's modif uh, modifieds and more from Utica Rome on Dirt Track Digest TV, and Flow Racing has Flow 24-7. To see the full daily streaming schedule with links to watch, visit dirttracker.com slash watch tonight. That's it for the show today. Hope you have a good Tuesday. If you have thoughts about the topics on today's show, please leave them in the comments below or tweet at me. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We'll see you tomorrow for more Dirt Tracker Daily.